for the Pacifica Radio Network and from the studios of KBOO in Portland, Oregon. This is Progressive Spirit, progressivespirit.net. I'm John Chuck. Progressive Spirit explores the intersection of spirituality and social justice. You can catch Progressive Spirit on several radio stations as well as podcasts the world over. Subscribe to Progressive Spirit via iTunes, SoundCloud, Podomatic, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Today's guest is Kim Kranz. She's an artist and a writer in Portland, and she's created a tarot card deck. It's called The Wild Unknown, Tarot Deck and Guidebook. That's um, lyrics from a Bob Dylan song. I cut off my hair and I drove straight away to the wild unknown country where I could not go wrong. I went back to grad school this year at Pacifica and studying um, Jungian, um, you know, approaches to creativity. It's a really interesting program, and it just comes back and back and back to the unknown and the mystery and not being afraid of the unknown. And I think especially in this time, like in this specific moment historically, I can't believe the name of the company. It's the wild unknown. And I think, wow, it this really is a time where we stand at the precipice of the wildest unknown. And how can we be courageous? And how can we both move inward and outward, trusting um, ourselves in the journey? Her website is kimkranz.com. Kim is in the studio to talk about tarot, the deep self, and the wild unknown. Welcome, Kim, to Progressive Spirit. Glad to be here. Tell me a little bit uh, uh, about uh, tarot. How, how did you get involved in it? And, and what, what, tell me a little bit also about tarot itself. Well, I was given a deck um, early on, and I think everyone has some experience um, with the deck, whether they see a card somewhere or they've heard about the tarot. And usually you get that feeling of intrigue and mystique, and it also might be followed with a feeling of intimidation or that you don't know enough about it, um, and other people might know a lot more than you about it. Mm-hmm. So it it starts this process of... Um, you know, it's curiosity at first that gets people into the tarot, which is why I started getting into it. And I was given a book and a deck, and I was really interested in the book and the contents and the meanings of the card. So I would read um, on each card, and then I would look to the imagery of the card in order for it to kind of live up to the meaning that I was reading. And being a visual artist and a trained artist for several years, um, since I was 15, I was always a little bit let down in the imagery of the cards. So I became more involved in the meaning of the cards and kept searching for a deck that I really connected to. And as artists are, I'm very picky in terms of imagery, and I really want to find images that I can kind of sink into or dream into or feel that they have a kind of deep resonant meaning for me. So um, that began the process of searching for a deck to call my own, and that resulted in eventually years later making the Wild Unknown tarot. And 
How far back does tarot go? Well, it goes back a few hundred years.、Um, it's very in line with the mystique of tarot in general to say that no one really knows exactly how and when it began,、um, other than it kind of grew out of playing cards in Europe a few hundred years ago, and then the gypsies started to use it as a way of telling. Um, fortune and telling the future, and then it really just kept developing. Now it's、um, known usually as seventy-eight cards. You have your minor arcana,、um, which is much like a deck of playing cards. So you have four suits that go up to ten,、um, and then the court cards are go up to fourteen, just like it would in a、um, deck of cards. And then you have the major arcana, which are Twenty-two、um, cards that really involve these deeper archetypal,、um, whether they be characters or instances in your life. You know, there's the death card, there's temperance, there's the sun, moon, star, there's justice. So there's these big themes. So this is what makes the deck really rich: is that、um, even if you don't know much about it, you could pull a card. Um, and have a concept come up that surprises you in that it it questions and asks of you to think a little bit deeper about your relationship to,、um, say, the lover's card. What's your relationship like? What's your expectation of a relationship?、Um, what do you think a relationship should look like? And Um, you know, it, it goes on and on. You could really pull any card from the deck and suddenly be in a slightly more self-reflective space than you anticipated. And I think that's what people respond to with the tarot, whether they're newcomers or whether they've been working with the deck for thirty years. It has a real depth of content to it, and it kind of sneaks in. And before you realize it, you thought you were just looking at some beautiful cards, and turns out. You're starting to contemplate some deeper things in your life. Well, you know, I think when people think of of tarot, there's immediate stereotype, as you mentioned, the gypsies, and suddenly they pull、mm-hmm. out the card. Is there someone tall, dark, and handsome in your life, and all of that kind of thing, like predicting the future, kind of supernaturalism. And、uh, but what I read in reading your guidebook and looking at the cards, it really is a way to embrace. One's unconscious, I would guess, in some respects, to actually do internal work. I mean, it takes a great deal of. I mean, the card doesn't tell us anything exactly, right? I mean, it, it it's an invitation, so to speak, for us to find out what it is that we really are thinking underneath, or not, not even thinking about, perhaps not conscious about. Exactly. So that's the deep dive. Okay. And、um, for example, I was giving a talk yesterday, and. Um, the Wheel of Fortune card came up, and someone said, "Well, I just really want to understand what this card means." And they were a little bit frustrated that there wasn't this simple meaning. And someone else in the group said, "Oh, well, I know a website that says just exactly what it means," and that's fine, that's good. But I had to remind them that you could study karma your whole life. You could ask the question. How did I end up here? Why was I born to the parents that I chose when I came into life? How has my past informed who I am? How have the things that I've done 
kind of added up to who I am and how will I move forward and how do my actions change that. So the the Wheel of Fortune card is like you can study karma your whole life and, and these, you know, on your last day, you will still not know mm-hmm. exactly how that wheel turns and why it does in whatever way it does. So um, I like what you're saying about the, the unconscious and I think this is why people do get attracted to the cards because they sense something in them awakening or something they, a place they haven't visited in the self for a while. And I describe it sometimes as, it's as if you're blowing the dust off of the deep self and you're just saying, oh, there, there you are. And you get this glimmer of something underneath. And this is something you can do with another. Uh, my wife and I uh, did the card. That, you have a set of, of relationships of how to line them out and how to do them. And it was a, a one for for two people or more, or for those in a relationship. And it was actually quite uh, interesting as we uncovered these things and we got to talk about things that, oh, we really hadn't talked about that before. Right. This is my favorite thing about um, having made this deck. And it was a surprise to me. I never expected it. I was really making the deck. You know, as an artist and a writer, they just want to make things. They don't always know the result. And one of the big boons of making this deck for me, and it happened the first Christmas it came out, actually, I initially self-published this deck. And um, the first Christmas, a friend called me and said, I got the deck for my sister. We opened it on Christmas. And Christmas night, we sat around the table and we started to play with the cards. And without us realizing it, we started to talk about things that had happened in our family that we haven't talked about in years. And I started to realize, wow, you know, the the psychics that have been using tarot, and like you're saying, there might be a little stereotype about them um, or what that might entail. They, they can be using them for one reason, but then you can also use these in a really basic way in your home. You can use them for contemplation before meditation and yoga class. The spectrum is really wide and the access point is really easy because in the end it's images that you can delve into and concepts that will lead the way. So you can use books and you can use websites and you can know a whole lot about these cards, but you can also let the essence of the card and the image guide you and end up having these conversations that um, are so important for us to be having. If you're just joining us on Progressive Spirit, my guest is Kim Kranz. Uh, She's a a Portland artist who has created the Wild Unknown Tarot Deck and Guidebook. And it is really beautiful, the images. I just want to say that uh, first of all. Um, And it isn't, when we think of meaning, we often think in terms of words. But really, um, this is an invitation on another level to see art that isn't necessarily wordy. Right. Tell me about um, how your artistry has has changed the, the the view of the deck as as in terms of the cards that you had seen in other decks. Well, I made a couple of decisions when I decided to make the deck. I I, I wanted to take humans out of the deck and have the figures be natural. So creatures, not that humans aren't natural, <laughs> but uh-huh. I wanted um, it to be full of creatures and um, 
full of abstract forms and shapes so that, you know, often when you see a card and it has a human in it, you're going to start thinking that's me or that's not me, depending on its gender, its race, if it looks, you know, in some images of the tarot classic decks, there's beggars and there's aristocrats. So it starts to be a way that we can divide and disassociate and separate from these concepts. So I took all of the people out and that was really intentional. And I think it helps us delve in a little bit more um, deeply into some of the concepts. So that was a big um, decision. And then also my other um, prerequisite for the deck was that um, it didn't look like other decks. So there's a lot of decks that look so much like the Rider Waite deck. They're really based on the same compositions and they'll change a few things, but um, I I just refused. I thought uh-huh. this deck has has done it, you know, so well in the world and people are replicating it and that's just not my job. My my job is to do something new, to read about the concepts and then let the imagery unfold and be a surprise. So I tried as much as I could um, to really create something new. You really took a step different from much of the traditional right. tarot card rendering. Right. And I think, you know, as as an artist, it just, that kind of thing has to be done. We, you know, we, we can keep um, kind of changing and reassessing these old systems. And then sometimes you just have to break out and try something new. So that was part of I think what helped this deck have its own um, kind of spirit or life and entity, I think it it definitely has a life of its own, that's for sure, because it's taken me for quite a ride since it's come out. Well, talk about that. Uh, What what have been the effects of this deck? Um, At the time that I made the deck, I had just moved from New York City and, um, you know, had was making art for a long time. And this was a project I wanted to do for a while and didn't quite have the time to carve out to, to do it. And I told my husband, I'm going to draw the tarot deck. And can you work a little harder and pay, pay the extra bills for a while? This is a project I really believe in. And I did it, and he supported me. I'm very grateful for that. And when I self-published, we basically couldn't keep it in stock. And it just continued to sell out and sell out. And so my husband and I started to then, you know, The Wild Unknown is a company that evolved out of the publication of of the deck. So then we started ordering more shipping boxes and labels and employees. And a company grew out of the self-publication of this deck. And that's something that's still alive and thriving today. The Wild Unknown, how did you come up with that name? That's um, lyrics from a Bob Dylan song. I cut off my hair and I drove straight away to the wild unknown country where I could not go wrong. Okay. And of course, the wild unknown really is is, is an image for, for the quest itself. It is. And um, I'm actually in, I went back to grad school this year at Pacifica and studying um, Jungian, um, you know, approaches to creativity. It's a really interesting program. And it just comes back and back and back to the unknown and the mystery and not being afraid of the unknown 
And I think, especially in this time, like in this specific moment historically, I can't believe the name of the company. It's the Wild Unknown. And I think, wow, it, this really is a time where we stand at the precipice of the wildest unknown. And how can we be courageous? And how can we both move inward and outward, trusting um, ourselves in the journey? Kim Kranz is my guest on Progressive Spirit. With me in the studio, she's the uh, creator of the Wild Unknown Tarot Deck and Guidebook, uh, which is really a beautiful connect collection. It's in, in, in the box, and you get the, the guidebook that goes with a set of um, 70 cards, 78? 78, 78 yeah. cards. Now, how, okay, let's say uh, I want to do this, and um, how would I start? Okay, so I would say that the first thing to do is to get the cards out of the box. All right, I'm getting the cards out of the box right now. <laughs> okay, and um, I think it's a really great idea to, especially right now, this moment, this is really like the first time, let's pretend that you're ever opening this box, Okay. to spread the cards out somewhere. On Should a, I spread them face, face down or face up? Face up. Okay. Just spread them out on a face on a clean surface and as much space as we All can. All right, make we'll move here. move some space here in the uh, in the studio. Move things aside. All right, now in front of us, I have uh, all these cards. So, I mean, this is first of all a way to just mix up the deck. You wanna you wanna integrate the deck so it's not coming out when you do a reading. You're getting all from the same suit. Right, you wanna shuffle a little bit here. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but a really good way to approach it is at the beginning, you're spreading out the cards, and then why don't you look around for just a moment and pick a card that for some reason is catching your eye. Either yeah. you're thinking, wow, or you're thinking, what is that? I hope I never get that card. <laughs> and they're different. They're, they're, they're colored. Some are kind of grayscale. Yep. They all have a lot of line work and some have creatures in them. Some have um, sort of radiant bursts of color. Some have trees and plants. and. Well, this one's kind of okay. caught my attention. It is uh, a flower that's bent and it's losing a petal. Yep. And it has a, a Roman numeral of two on it. Oh, it's a five. I'm sorry, five. It's okay. a V, yeah. It's the five of pentacles. Five so of pentacles. A very... Um, a very suited card for this time so what what do you notice about the flower well it looks uh, it looks like the flower is bending over there's there's a sadness the in the back i is is the black is the background uh losing a petal it sounds like uh, maybe losing a tear uh mm -hmm. there's um the there's a bent over quality to it it still has a leaf so it is uh, there's life yet um mm -hmm. Uh, but this kind of hope for some resilience for this flower. Exactly. So you just said like verbatim what um, collectively we might be feeling after the... After the election? Yeah. <laughs> so it's this sense of loss and uh -huh. sense of defeat and um, sadness and mourning and um, also a longing and a a bit of resilience in there somewhere. Um, but the moment is a, a grieving moment. Yes. And um, 
this is this is where we're at. So it's about how does that stamina or how does that strength come back after a loss and after all the things that come with loss, fear, saying it's not supposed to be this way, um, blaming, shaming, all of these feelings. So this card really um, encompasses the process of losing something dear to you and then finding a new way to reinvent it. Yeah. And and it's really important that uh, we did this through the visual rather than just go, well, pick out this card and then what does it mean? Right, exactly. There's so many ways to use the card. You can you can use it upright just like we did where we're seeing the images and you're wondering what you're attracted to and why. And then, of course, you can turn the cards over and then you're picking one out and you don't know what it will be. Mm-hmm. There's there's so many ways to go about it. So if you were using this for a, you know, a, a lot of yoga teachers are using these in themes for their classes. So you might do a practice that's about um, strengthening or finding that deeper reservoir of... Um, resilience inside the self. And you might do a short journaling practice about grief and loss. Um, You might talk to someone and let them know like, hey, I feel this sadness. And how are you feeling? You know, it's just an access point. And tarot isn't the only way. There's so many access points to the deep self. But it's such an accessible way because the images let you in the the words on some of the cards let you in and it's it's a it's a beautiful system hmm did you have um what i don't know how to, how to ask this exactly did you have a, a a mood that you were in yourself as you created these oh man i was in a total turning point in my life okay i um and i think that a lot of people will say to me i just feel such a energy from these cards where I feel such a presence from the deck and I just attribute that to one like a a long-term dedication to drawing so you know I was 20 15 years into like a daily drawing practice when I made this deck but also secondly I was really questioning some of the deeper aspects of the self in my life at this point and all I think that it the images get embedded with that longing and that searching for the self. So that's that's my guess. <laughs> Kim Kranz is my guest. She's the author and creator of the uh, Wild Unknown Tarot uh, deck and guidebook. Do you Have you gone to a psychic before, a tarot card psychic? Yes, I have. I had a really important one um, before, right before the deck came out, and that was actually before I wrote the guidebook. And I didn't tell her that I was drawing a tarot deck. I don't know why. I just didn't want to bring it up, you know. I think I was still intimidated about it, and you always get that feeling that you don't know enough. Mm-hmm. So she was giving me a reading, and the final card was the hermit card. And she just said, I don't know what you're working on right now, but you need to close all the books you've been reading and stop looking online, and you need to write and speak from your own experience and from the light within. And if you do that, it will radiate out to the world. And I did it. I listened to her and I I stopped worrying about what this website said about that card and this thing said about this. And 
I just thought, well, if I'm going to give this deck to people, I'm going to show up in the most authentic way I can as a writer and an artist. And I think she was really right. <laughs> yeah, so, so the meanings in the guidebook, the the meanings, mm -hmm. uh, it isn't, I'm using air quotes with yeah. the the, uh, your interpretation of them really did come from you. Yeah, I, I had to, you know, research as much as one researches, and then at some point, unless you're just going to reiterate what other people say, you, you just try to get a glimpse of a starting point and give people that place that they can then move out from and um, self-study and study themselves. Just a final question. Uh, you know, when people get, perhaps they might call a, a card that is a little disturbing, pull up the death card or something. Right. People might be afraid of that. But I remember reading in your guidebook to say that isn't necessarily something to be afraid of, that death can mean many different things, an right. end of something in, in your life. Right, exactly. Well, it's it's required, right? There's a well, death. Well, that's, that's yeah. memento mori, right? <laughs> we, can't, <laughs> we can't really get we out there. any other way. But the exciting thing is, even if you think about phases of the self or times in your life, um, the death has to happen for that new self, whether it's like a career or a relationship or whatever it might be to emerge. There, There's a letting go of um, what was. Kim Kranz has been my guest on Progressive Spirit. She's the creator of the Wild Unknown Tarot Deck and Guidebook, uh, a, a beautiful collection of uh, uh, her own creation of cards as, as well as a guidebook that goes along with that to uh, enhance our own exploration of what uh, what is within. What did you call that? The deep, the, the deep self. The deep self. Yeah, it's the new, um, it's the new realm. All right, great. <laughs> thanks, thanks so much, Kim, for doing this and for being with me today. Thanks so much. You've been listening to Progressive Spirit. For links to podcasts, go to progressivespirit.net. Progressive Spirit is produced for both radio and podcast, and is distributed through the Pacifica Radio Network. From the studios of KBOO in Portland, I'm John Shuck. Be welcome.